Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Hans Stein, a professor of animal nutrition at the University of Illinois. Well, Hans, today we're going to be highlighting a project that you've been working on involving weanling pigs and dry distillers grains with solubles. What's a good way to sort of set up our listeners here so that they have an understanding of what you're working on and why this was an area of focus for you? Well, we have worked on on uh, distillers co-products for almost 20 years, and uh, we have quite a bit of, of uh, experience with that. But what has happened over the last uh, five or six years is that uh, the, the ethanol companies, they have started to refine those co-products more. And we now see that they are um, pulling some of the uh, fat out of the distillers grain, grains that used to be our main co-product. Um, but now they pull the fat out and then sometimes they also pull fiber out. So what we are left with are products that are high in protein and we now have um, uh, corn proteins that that are uh, more than 50% crude protein in total. So in terms of crude protein, these new ingredients, they are pretty similar to soybean meal. Um, and, and, and so they are interesting as an amino acid source in diets for pigs. And um, we therefore um, uh, were fortunate to get funding from the Minnesota corn growers uh, to conduct some research with weaning pigs, where we uh, included uh, one source of uh, high, high protein uh, uh, corn protein from the ethanol industry. And this particular pro, uh, protein source had 50.1% uh, of 50.9% uh, crude protein and um, and then amino acids in, in various ratios. And one thing that is always a concern with corn proteins is that all corn proteins, they are relatively low in lysine and low in tryptophan, much lower than soybean meal. But on the other hand, corn proteins are also higher than soybean meal in methionine and cysteine. Uh, so the sulfur-containing amino acids are pretty high. And then in addition, we have higher concentrations of what we call the branch-chained amino acids, isoleucine and valine, and uh, in particular, higher concentrations of um, of leucine. So one of the branch-chained amino acids is leucine. And uh, <laughs> excuse me. So one of the one of the branch-chained amino acids is leucine, and um, that is present in almost twice as high a concentration as, as in soybean meal. And that um, is a little bit of a concern because we know that if, if uh, pigs get too much leucine in the diet, that will antagonize the other branch-chained amino acids, which are uh, isoleucine and uh, valine, and potentially it can also prevent the uptake of tryptophan into the brain because tryptophan and leucine, they share the same transporter into the brain. And if there's a lot of leucine in the diet, then uh, that leucine uh, will get into the bloodstream. And then um, potentially that leucine can um, 
can occupy the transporter from the blood into the brain. And that means we get less tryptophan into the brain. Tryptophan is very important in the brain because it's used to synthesize uh, what we call serotonin. And uh, if pigs don't have enough serotonin, they will reduce feed intake. And there's certainly been some research indicating that high levels of leucine in diets will reduce the level of serotonin in the diets and all, excuse me, in the pigs and also um, reduce feed intake. So we had a special interest in those particular amino acids, uh, isoleucine, valine, and tryptophan that potentially can be antagonized by leucine in the diets. You mentioned, Hans, that this was supported by the Minnesota corn growers. And as we look at this project from a, a value-added perspective for the corn growers, it seems like there are a number of different directions we could go here. It's definitely some encouraging findings, but also maybe some areas of concern. So as you sort of unpack that for the corn farmer, what's really important to note? Well, the important thing to know is that, as I said, there are these concerns about these antagonisms from, from leucine. But if we add the corn protein, including the high leucine concentration, and then at the same time, add a little bit more of the three amino acids I mentioned there, isoleucine, valine, and tryptophan, if we add those three on top of the diet, then we could actually maintain the same growth performance in these pigs as we had in pigs that were fed a uh, diet based on soybean meal. So those are the primary outcomes of the research from a from a, a technical perspective uh, in, 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 in the pig barn. So what that means for the corn farmer is that um, at that Certainly, this product can be used in uh, in pork production. We can use this high protein uh, corn protein if we at the same time add a little bit of these other amino acids into the diet. So we need to take that into account when we um, formulate diets and just increase the concentration of these three amino acids. If we do that, then we can maintain growth performance of the pigs. Uh, granted, costs fluctuate, but as you think about these extra amino acids being potentially cost prohibitive for the hog producer, is that potentially a problem? Well, it, it all depends on, 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 on all the ingredients in the diets, and it depends on how much uh, the cost of this uh, corn protein is relative to soybean meal primarily and what the cost of these uh, additional amino acids would be. So uh, depending on, on all those price uh, comparisons, uh, it it may be cost effective or it may not be cost effective. It, it, it depends on what the market is for those ingredients. But as I said, the corn protein is usually, or is much less expensive than soybean meal. And therefore, sometimes at least it would also be possible to add the extra amino acids. But there may be other times if soybean prices are lower that that it would not be cost effective. But that is something the market will will, will try to figure out. It certainly sounds like as you un understand the the diet better and you can place the right amino acids with the the DDGs that you could really have a, a valuable product on your hands that is going to help out the hog producer and with ethanol uh, being a huge market for corn farmers, it sounds like there's a, a lot of growth potential 
there could be growth uh, potential for for this product uh, in into pig diets. Uh, and as I said before, it all depends on costs and uh, what the cost of the product would be relative to soybean meal. But certainly, um, uh, pigs can utilize uh, uh, corn protein if uh, if they get the right amino acid concentrations in the diet. So there is potential for increased usage of corn uh, co-products in pig diets. Um, if we know how to formulate the diets. And I think the results of this research here will help us uh, move that uh, knowledge forward because now we know a little bit more about how to formulate those diets. Any other aspects to the research, Hans, that you want to make sure we discuss? Well, we we also measured some uh, um, parts of uh, immune uh, system activation in the pigs and in in some blood parameters uh, we also determined uh, diarrhea scores and uh, everything we measured was really not different among treatments so we can say the corn protein does not have any negative impacts on immune uh, system or on um, um, uh, intestinal health or on, uh, on on the capacity to transport nutrients in the blood. Uh, and really the only difference we saw was that it appears that pigs who were fed the corn uh, products, they had a little bit lower risk of diarrhea uh, than the control pigs. So uh, that, is, that is only positive. And all the other things, as I said, we measured, had no negative impact on 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 pigs. So from that perspective, we are not concerned about uh, about this ingredient. Where would you direct listeners that would like to learn more about this study? Well, we have a, we have published a a, a research report on our website, uh, and we uh, we will publish more um, information uh, in the coming months. And also, it is available from the Minnesota corn growers. So there are a couple of ways they can they can get it. And certainly, if if they can't, if someone needs this research and needs the results and cannot find it, then they are always welcome to send an email to me, and I'll be happy to uh, to send the report to them. To learn more about research supported by Minnesota Corn, visit mncorn.org.